I am super excited about today's episode because we are going to be diving into the exciting world of peer editing and discussing how it can be a game changer in developing writing skills in young writers. Implementing peer editing effectively in your classroom doesn't have to be overwhelming, and right now is actually a great time of year because students have had tons of experience with the writing process and practicing all that they have learned with writing skills from you, so now they can show what they know alongside someone else in their class. So whether you're a new teacher or a seasoned pro, you're going to gain a new perspective to how you can make peer editing work for your students. Let's dive in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy, and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Literacy Dive podcast, episode 127, Cannot Even Believe It?, but I'm so excited about this topic. Today's episode is all about peer editing and how to use it effectively in the elementary classroom. Now, of course, this can be used in other settings, but I'm speaking to what I know. In general, we all know how critical the writing process is for our students, but sometimes it can truly be a struggle to motivate them to give their best effort and to do those steps with fidelity. That's where peer editing comes in. It's a proven technique that not only helps students improve their writing skills, but it also helps them to build communication, critical thinking, and collaboration skills that are essential for success in the 21st century. Peer editing is an important part of the writing process that sometimes gets treated as optional, I want to say. It's optional in the sense that we are holding students accountable for editing their own compositions, so the peer editing sometimes just gets brushed under the rug or skipped over since students have technically already edited their work. But this is truly a step that needs to be given more of a non-negotiable approach. So with that, we are going to explore some of the benefits of peer editing, and I will share some strategies for implementing it with your students. Before I dive all the way in, let's just rewind it and talk about the why, why peer editing is important. I am literally going to word vomit and rattle off the many benefits of this part of the process, but hopefully this is going to pique your interest and It's going to help you in truly considering adding this into the writing process. So in no particular order, peer editing is going to help students learn to give and receive constructive feedback. This is a key piece just in life in general where you are able to get feedback. And so in this case, when you are peer editing and implementing that skill and strategy with your students, It is giving them the practice of giving the feedback, having to share and think about how they can help enhance someone else's piece of writing or how they can say, hey, I really like you as a person, but I found this in your writing. And sometimes that's really hard to be able to give feedback constructively to people. 
but also it's going to help them with receiving it. And I know that sometimes it gets really difficult and challenging to hear that something could be improved or could be better. So peer editing is going to, on a very lightly scale, help your students to learn how to give and to receive that really, really, really important feedback that's going to actually enhance their piece of writing. Secondly, it's going to reinforce grammar and punctuation skills, which I know is a big, big, big want and need of teachers that teach writing. So by reviewing their peers' writing, students are going to be able to practice identifying and correcting grammar and punctuation errors, and sometimes it really is easier to find it in anybody else's writing that's not our own. So now you're allowing them to be able to practice those skills. It also is going to promote critical thinking, as peer editing requires students to think very critically about their own writing and about their peers' writing. And also to consider the ways to improve that content, to improve the organization, to improve that clarity of that piece of work. So it's really going to allow them not only to think about their piece of writing, but also to now think about how they can apply those skills to a different piece of writing that is not theirs. Peer editing is also going to encourage collaboration and communication. And you know I am a proponent and an advocate of anything that can be done collaboratively And in this case, it's just going to be helping each other, working alongside each other to help improve each other's papers. Now, I'm also a fan of just collaborative writing in general. And if you have not tried that, I would encourage you at this time of the year to give it a try. You can listen to episode 125 because I dive into 10 reasons why collaborative writing is just top notch. So go check out that episode if you have not already. But with this, peer editing is going to promote that collaboration piece with students having to work with another student. It's also going to enhance that communication piece of having to speak and explain and express exactly what it is that one child is wanting to share that's going to help another child. And so ultimately, that's going to allow your students to work together to help each other improve their writing, which is super, super powerful. And then I'll share one more thing about a benefit of why this peer editing is just so, so necessary. It's going to increase engagement and motivation. Peer editing can be so fun and engaging, and this is a way to get students excited about writing, knowing that they have an opportunity to share their work with others. And in this case, it's also going to be to receive that feedback that's going to help them to improve when getting it ready to share it to an even bigger audience. So if you're looking for that engagement spark and you're looking for the motivation to get something done so that students can have something to be able to peer edit, this is going to be key if you can implement peer editing. So now that we have gotten why it's important out of the way, let's get into it. The main purpose of this episode, how you can implement peer editing effectively in your classroom. So to do this, you will want to start with introducing the concept and explaining the purpose of this to your students. It is important to explain to students why peer editing is important for improving their writing. Just like any other skill or strategy, kids have to understand the why behind your ask and then need to understand how it will enhance their lives as a writer. Explaining the purpose can sound something like this. Today, we are going to talk about a new skill that will help us improve our writing. We're going to talk about peer editing. Peer editing is when we work with a partner to review and give feedback on each other's writing. 
When we work with a partner to review our writing, we can get ideas for how to make it better. Sometimes we might even miss mistakes when we're looking at our own writing, but our partner might catch them. And when we give feedback to our partner, we're practicing communication skills and learning how to give and receive constructive criticism. Now, depending on your level of students and if they've heard that word before, constructive criticism, those words together, or if you've used it before, you might have to explain a little further what that means, but you get the idea of what you can say. So after you kind of explain the why to them, you will want to further explain how it works. Although you will have to walk them through this and explain it in action, you will still want to front load how this works so that they can begin to understand it. That can sound something like this. Here's how it works. First, you'll need to choose a partner. Then each of you will read the other person's writing carefully. You'll look for things like grammar mistakes, spelling errors, and places where writing could be clearer. After you've read the writing, you'll give feedback to your partner. You'll tell them what you liked about their writing and what you think they could do to make it even better. So that's just a little phrase. You can take exactly what I said and say those words to your students if you'd like, but that's just the way that you could be able to explain to them the concept of what you're going to have them do, and you're also going to explain how this is going to work. I am briefly interrupting this episode to paint a picture for you. Imagine this. Your students engaged, focused, smiling, laughing, eager to share, not even looking at the clock, and all of this because they are truly enjoying the craft of writing. This is a result when you begin disguising writing in a way where students have maximum buy-in but don't even realize they're actually doing it. These daily writing disguise routines can be done in just 10 minutes or less each day and will increase stamina, build confidence, provide opportunities for writing skill practice, and will leave your students craving more. So who's ready to eliminate the moans, those groans, and maybe even tears? If that's you, go ahead and head to theliteracydive.com slash disguise to learn more about these daily writing disguise collections. After you've done that, you'll want to provide clear guidelines. Now, this is important for peer editing because setting clear guidelines for what students should be looking for when they're editing is going to help them tremendously. During this time, you're going to give them specific criteria to focus on, such as grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, clarity, and the overall content. I mentioned that in the explaining the purpose section, but if your students don't have a grasp on grammar, punctuation, and organization, you are going to want to spend time on that prior to implementing peer editing that is going to focus on that because this is not going to be effective otherwise. I find that giving students anchor charts and checklists to refer to during the process is super helpful for them, and this can be super, super general. On a mini anchor chart or on a checklist that you're giving your students, you are going to merely put the steps that they have to go through, and that can just be a checklist to ensure that they have been held accountable for doing that process correctly. 
You can also tailor and edit it to include specific grammar content that you want them to look for. You can have them look for specific punctuation types that you just are focusing on in class. Whatever it is, you can get as specific as you would like, and that's all they're responsible for looking for. Or you can give them a general checklist outline. But either way, providing clear guidelines is going to be needed so that they can start this process and holding themselves accountable through peer editing. You are going to want to model the peer editing process for students using a sample piece of writing and demonstrating how to give and to receive feedback. Modeling is absolutely a non-negotiable for this type of work. Demonstrate the peer editing process by editing a sample piece of writing in front of the class and show students how to give constructive feedback. As a whole group, you are going to want to bring a sample piece of text to view all together. By doing a think aloud, you have to ensure that you are speaking your every thought so students can begin to learn what they will be expected to do as well. I am all about a script and just helping you with that language because I know that sometimes you might hear this and say, oh, yes, I want to model or yes, I'm doing that, but sometimes you don't know where to start. So what modeling could sound like is this. While you're looking at this piece of writing, you could say, I noticed that this sentence, it doesn't have a capital letter, and I remember that all sentences should start with a capital letter, so I need to make note of that. Or you could say something along the way of, when I read this sentence over and over, I'm noticing that I can't actually take a breath. I need to add a period to separate this long sentence and these ideas. So let me read it again to determine where I need to add it. And then with doing that, you would actually read it. Whenever you want to take that breath, you could teach them how to put a punctuation and how to start that next sentence. Or you might be at a different part of the writing and you might say something along the lines of, this verb really doesn't agree with the subject here. I definitely need to change it so that it reads correctly. So all you want to do is think aloud when you know that those errors are coming up and that's going to help your students to be able to think that same way when they are having to not only edit their own work, but do peer editing for a friend. You will not want to send your students off to work on peer editing of each other's work until you have modeled and you've done it enough times to where you feel like your students have a good understanding of what they are expected to do. Once you are ready to give them a go, you could say, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be helpful to a friend and to peer edit. I'll pair you up with a partner and then you can start reading and giving feedback. Remember to be kind and constructive when you are giving feedback. And when you receive feedback, try to listen carefully and think about how you can use those suggestions to improve your writing. Honestly, to get this started, you can just allow students to choose a partner if it's going to kind of hype up the, the class and get them excited about it. You can choose from, you know, equity sticks, go around cup and choose two sticks and whoever's names on it are matched up. Or if you have a specific, you know, group of students that you know you want to pair up, then go ahead and do that ahead of time. But however you want to do it, because this is the first exploration of it, you just want to get their buy-in. So you're going to pair your students up and provide them with a copy 
of each other's writing. So you will want to go ahead and photocopy this. That's how I find that it's best because this is the first time they're doing it. So you definitely don't want to give them the original and just completely have it scribbled on, highlighted on, or whatever. So go ahead and make a copy of that writing, and then you're going to provide each pair with each other's writing. You're gonna have students read each other's writing and provide constructive feedback based on the guidelines that you provide. So this could be writing a few guided questions on your whiteboard. So some of the ones that I would do in the very beginning are, did you read the entire piece of writing? Because that's a criteria. They have to read the whole piece in order to really truly get feedback. Did you check the beginning of the sentences and proper nouns for capitalization? So that's a very simple one. Anytime they see a new sentence or come across a proper noun, that's all they're searching for, capitalization. Did you check the end of sentences for proper punctuation? So again, that is going to be a very specific task when they get to the end of what they feel like is a complete sentence. Is there a punctuation and is it complete? Is it correct? And then does the flow of this writing sound well to you? And this is where they can actually start providing some feedback on what that person could do to make it sound even better. It can truly be as simple as that as you begin, and you can keep those same three to four questions the same each time until you want to start getting more technical, but your students will have to answer yes in order to say that they have completed their peer editing. Again, you can use any checklist. I can leave a couple in the show notes of ones that I've used. They vary depending on the different students that I have, and just to make this look differently, but I do have some peer editing checklist of the writing process that have been very, very beneficial. And so I will leave links to those in the show notes in case you want to utilize those with your students. But your students can move through the checklist and then that is just another way that they can say that they are indeed done. Encourage positive feedback, especially starting out. So you want to encourage students to focus on the positive aspects of their peers' writing and give specific constructive feedback on how to improve it. You don't want them writing like, this was horrible, I did not like this at all. You know, you just want to avoid that. So, oh man. Okay, getting back to it. It's also, during this portion, it's important to reflect after you do this practice. So what that could sound like is just by saying something like, okay, time's up, now let's review what you found. What changes did you make to your partner's writing? and you'll give them a chance to share out. Did you notice any patterns or mistakes that you kept finding? And just kind of get a general review from the students of the class of what they noticed. And what did you notice about your own writing when you received your writing back? And let students like share out. You can let them turn and talk, you can let them share to the whole class, but you want to begin generating buzz. Some of those questions like the one about, did you notice any patterns or mistakes that you kept finding? That can be a very informative question because if your students are telling you, oh, I kept spelling this word wrong or, oh, I kept seeing that there was no periods or, oh, I kept seeing that this was happening, that also could give you a teaching point of like, oh, I need to go back and reteach this skill. And then that way you can know how you can best bring those practices back in so that students are not making those patterns or common mistakes. But it's just about getting, you know, the feedback. And that's a great way for you to get feedback collectively versus going through all 20, 25, 30 students' papers, which is just very, very time-consuming. 
So definitely begin generating the buzz. Get students talking and analyzing about that editing process, what they did, and this will be a way that they can remain mindful for future writing experiences. After the peer editing process is complete, you will want to have students revise their writing based on the feedback that they received. Now, they should agree with the feedback before making those changes. This is still their paper, and, you know, with editing, hopefully those corrections are ones that they actually need to make. But you do want to let them know, similar to whenever you're just having revision, like, oh, I think you should add this. It's like they still get a choice of, well, do I want to add that to enhance my paper or do I think that it's fine without it? So they should agree with the feedback before making the changes. And this is a way that they can confirm that they did indeed make an error or they can justify why they included the writing the way that they did. So this is a bit different than true revising, where you know, you or students can offer suggestions and students can determine if they want to make that revision or not because since peer editing is more focused on the grammatical piece, the revisions should be deemed as necessary and students can make those changes. I am also a huge proponent of share time, so providing an opportunity for students to share their revised writing with the class is going to be pivotal for future peer editing exchanges. You are having your students perform intense tasks, so not allowing them to share their feedback, not allowing them to share the way that they enhance their writing can result in them not working hard during this time, not taking it serious. It can be simple enough just to ask them to share what their partner found and what edits they made to make their writing better. This share time is definitely, definitely needed. You will soon be ready to incorporate peer editing into your regular writing instruction to give your students regular opportunities to practice and improve their editing skills. They are going to appreciate this time, and the effects are plentiful if you're able to embed it. This will end up cutting back on you having to edit every student's piece of writing because they're going to have a buddy as a first scan, which is going to be awesome, and by the time it gets to you, There won't be much for you to do or say except for a great job you are ready to publish. So now I want to bring this to a close by keeping in mind some important to-dos to make this time effective. Give enough time. Allow enough time for students to review and edit each other's work thoroughly and give them enough time to make changes based on the feedback. You do not want to rush this, so make the time knowing that the future you will be so thankful that you did. Circulate the room. Walk around the room during this time and provide support and guidance as needed. Remember that this is a truly tricky skill for your students, so you want to make sure that you're guiding and assisting them as much as possible and that you are visible and there so that if anything is to go wrong, you're like, nope, we got this together. So you definitely want to make sure that you are circulating the room. This is truly not the time to check email, to sit back and take a breather, to sip on your coffee, because this is a huge piece of the writing process, and nothing is worse than trying to teach a skill, remaining hands-off, and the skill not being mastered. Lastly is to reflect. You want to find regular times where you can celebrate the completion of the peer editing process, having students reflect on that feedback that they received and how it helped improve their writing, all of that. 
This is the basis of peer editing and supporting the why behind it. By implementing this peer editing strategy, you can help your students develop as writers in a more powerful way. And if you indeed are operating in a way where you already do peer editing, I would love to hear what you're doing. And if you are just starting this for the first time, better late than never is what I love to live by. There is no judgment here. But by doing this, you're going to see a whole world of editing and writing unlock within your students. So if you decide to try this out, peer editing, I would love to hear about it. Send me a message on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. Shoot me an email at Megan at The Literacy Dive and let me know how it goes. I will be back next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.